We are just so glad that you uh, joined us this morning. And it is now, it is time to take your calls. And we have with us, we're excited to bring you this segment on Real Presence Live. It's called Straight Talk. And it's uh, your opportunity to share your questions and comments on topics related to the faith or on things happening in the world around us. Um, with your local host and priest, when you hear the sound effect, yes, please call. We are ready. 877-795-0122 or send your questions, comments to us on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. I'm always happy to answer questions about the faith you know we priests we've dedicated our lives to the eucharist especially uh to the celebration of the mass that's the, the height of our life so i'd love to if anybody has questions about the eucharist be happy to to discuss that or okay um if you have any questions uh about any of the church's teachings we'd be happy to talk about that as well and um, yeah, yeah, we had uh, uh, some very good re readings this morning at mass. Oh yes, um, we uh, uh, you know the gospel reading uh, talked about, and I had a text earlier that came in, and because uh, uh, they we knew or they knew that we were uh, heading into straight talk, and the one of the questions was what was what does did the reference to the wine skin and the uh, uh, new wine and new wine skins, Father. Can you uh, explain that just a little bit? Well, um, that has been used or interpreted as you know, referring to, for example, the old covenant, the new covenant. Ah, got um, it. And that the old is good, but you know the new is is, is ah. You know, okay, I got it. Good. Simple as that. Yeah. Okay. That's one one little way of thinking of that. Okay. You know, we have a caller. Um, uh, we have uh, Amy from Bismarck. We have Amy from Bismarck uh, on the phone, and uh, oh, I'm sorry, it's not Amy, it's Chris from Bismarck. <laughs> so sorry about that, Chris. No, uh, no problem. Yeah, and Chris, uh, go ahead. Uh, you are, thanks for joining us on uh, uh, Straight Talk, uh, you're live, and uh, what is your question for Father Jason, Chris? What? Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me, and, and Father, thank you for your for your ministry. Um, along with beautiful readings, um, today is also a first Friday of the month, and so a question that I had was, uh, what's a what's the general history of devotion to the Sacred Heart, and and where do I begin in, in practicing the devotion? Okay. Well, yeah, the first Fridays uh, would be a good way to do to go about that. Um, but a little bit of the history it comes to us from. Uh, Saint Faustina, Jesus's revelations uh, to her, and so it would be good to read some of her. Um, actually, that's the Divine Mercy. Yeah, but anyway, uh, here's what I have to say about the Sacred Heart. Uh, I remember being a little confused about the Sacred Heart um, because it's a heart. You know, you see an image of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and you see a physical heart. And I always thought that was a little strange, but the heart is like the core of a person. And so in one sense, it's Jesus. The sacred heart is Jesus. On the other hand, the physical heart of Jesus, it was the source of the church. You know, you see in the image of the crucified Christ. Uh, you see um, 
the pierced side of Christ from the sacred heart of Jesus pours forth the church uh, in baptism, which is what the water signifies, the, 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 the coming from the side of Christ, and the Eucharist, uh, which is the blood of coming from the side of Christ. Mm-hmm. Well, very good. Well, thank, thank you very much, Chris. Uh, uh, do you have any, in, anything else to add, uh, uh, Chris? Uh, did we answer your question? Yeah, you, you answered it. I have. A, I've heard of the the enthronement. Like, there's like a family yes, enthronement, right? Um, what, mm-hmm. What's what's that, Father? Uh, thank you. Uh, yes. So. It's a wonderful uh, traditional practice, and you can have your pastor come out or, or you know, a priest come out and bless your home. And you put an image of the Sacred Heart of Jesus in, in your house, you know, be a statue or a, a painting uh, or a, a print, and that becomes like a little shrine. Um, you enthrone Christ in your home and give him a place of prominence. Uh, so that as you go about your day, you know, you encounter, um, you see him there, and it just reminds you, oh, yes, Christ is the king of my life. The sacred heart of Jesus um, is present among us. Yeah, it's a very beautiful, and I, I, I love when I, when I visit uh, the home of a parishioner, and I see that right there at a place of prominence in their mm-hmm. home, an image of Jesus. Yes. Beautiful. Thank yeah. you so much, Father. And there are there are specific there's there's actually sort of a, a rite that the priest will follow to enthrone the Sacred Heart of Jesus. It was a few years ago uh, when the bishop of our diocese asked us to enthrone all of our par- the Sacred Heart of Jesus in all of our parishes, and uh, so you should find an image of the Sacred Heart in every church. And at the time, parishioners were also encouraged to request and to receive the enthronement of. Uh, the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. So, yes. Well, that's a wonderful question. Wonderful question, Chris. Yeah. Uh, thank you very thank much. Thank you for and, calling. And uh, we uh, we need to uh, know more about this. Uh, uh, ho- having a holy place in your home is is so important. And uh, so. Uh, what Father just explained is uh, something that we can pray about and think about, and. Uh, you know, anyone that comes into your home, uh, you, obviously your children, if you have children, uh, will notice that. And, uh, uh, you know, some deep, deep uh, faith uh, uh, sharing will will occur. So thank you very much, Chris, for your, for your question and participating with uh, Father Jason on uh, Straight Talk. Thank you very much. I hope to take this uh, practice home with me. So thank you, Father. Yeah, thank you. Okay. God bless you, Chris. Thank you very much for joining us. And we have another caller. Uh, now we have Amy uh, from Bismarck on the phone. Welcome to uh, the live show, Amy. Hello, Amy. Hi. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Um, the the lady who was talking about her husband um, got me thinking about the idea of redemptive suffering redemptive suffering, and I only understand it a little bit. When I was a kid, I was told, you know, offer up your sacrifices um, when you're in pain or you're unhappy with the situation, offer it up. And I know that it's good, but I don't really understand why, um, like, why is our suffering helpful to us? Why does, 
why is there any benefit to it? Could you explain that a little bit more? Okay. Um, let me see here. On the f- the first thought I have um, is on a practical level, why might Christ allow suffering? Um, I'm not going to go into the whole problem of evil here, but uh, why would Christ allow suffering? Well, one thing is it does draw out charity from other people. So if someone, um, you know, like uh, Jolette, who we prayed for earlier here, um, she's dealing with breast cancer, well, we lift up, lift her up in prayer, and that's an act of charity on our part. So maybe, you know, why does God allow things to happen like that? Um, well, to draw out love, because Christ wants a community of love. He wants us to care for each other. And sometimes suffering um, it can be redemptive in that sense. Um, another way that practically uh, suffering can be good for us um, is it can help us to detach ourselves from uh, the material things of this world, the comforts of this world. Um, so, you know, if I'm really attached to, you know, uh, if, I, if, I'm, if I find a lot of value in life, in material goods or the way I, you know, my, my, my health, then that gets pulled away from me a little bit. Oh God, maybe he's, he's, he's having me uh, get ready for heaven, which is our true home. <clears throat> but then okay. um, in another way, you know, you're talking about redemptive suffering when we say, you know, offer it up. Uh, you got to be careful how you say that. Oh, you're suffering. We'll offer it up. You know, you don't want to be, uh, you know, kind of careless about how you say that because it might be taken the wrong way. Right. But, but St. Right. Paul in Colossians writes um, that I am suffering in, in my body for you in my body. I am participating in the sufferings of Christ. Um, I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of the church. Uh, so right there, I mean, we see in, in Colossians, St. Paul talking about filling up what's lacking in Christ's affliction for the church. Um, but, you know, when you hear that, what's lacking in Christ's sacrifice and his suffering, well, nothing is lacking, right? I mean, it's the perfect sacrifice. Uh, we can't, by our own offering up of our hardships, suddenly, um, you know, do add something to Christ that wasn't really there. Uh, but the thing is, there's a lot, still a lot of people in the world. There's a lot of suffering in the world. It comes about because people don't, um, you know, there's sin. There's sin, and, and, and the world has fallen. And so what we have is sort of an economy of grace. Uh, we, it's the communion of saints, we can pray for one another. So there's nothing lacking in the sacrifice of Christ. However, people aren't receiving all that Christ wants to give us. Um, you know, the world doesn't accept Christ. We can offer up our sufferings in reparation for things um, that... Uh, Let's see, like for the sins of other people, for the faith of other people, for the suffering of souls in purgatory. So when you, to get down to redemptive suffering here, 
when you say, offer it up, what are you saying? You're saying, Christ, I'm suffering. I've got this physical ailment. I've got this family conflict. This something is difficult. Something, Lord, I offer this up in union with you on the cross for the good of the souls in purgatory, for, for some need. And Christ allows that to be effective. Right? He allows that to be effective. He doesn't have to have it that way. He could, but he wants us to participate in his saving work. Does that make sense? He wants us to participate in his... Yeah. So, so, in a way, are you saying, like, we're asking God to take something good out of this suffering or to use this suffering that we're experiencing for good? Is that mm-hmm. what I'm... Yeah. Say, like for the spiritual good of other people or for is that right. Is yes. that right? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. And okay. why that would means- God, so God might allow the suffering because he knows that we're in a spiritual space or whatever that we're going to use it that way for a good or it might draw good out of someone else that, you know, uh, an act of charity to us in our suffering. Well, Amy, uh, would you stay on the line? Uh, I have to get a number in here. Uh, Folks, we're on Straight Talk uh, uh, with uh, Father Jason Signalis up here in Stanley, North Dakota, the Queen of the Most Holy Rosary. The number to call in is 877-795-0122. We also can uh, accept your questions and comments on Facebook. And if you have any prayer requests, uh, please uh, let us know. And you can remain anonymous uh, in your uh, uh, visits or your uh, uh, your questions. So uh, don't be afraid. And and getting back to the discussion, Father Jason, you and Amy are having. I think at the end of the day, don't we have to realize that uh, we are God's sons and daughters, and He His love for us goes beyond human comprehension. And we don't know the we don't know the mind of God, and God sends us these interruptions, whatever it might be, and it's God uh, talking to us, saying, uh, "I don't want not don't go down this path. I want you to go down this path." And we ask ourselves, "Why?" Especially when mm-hmm. there's suffering, right. why? why? Why is this? Know. Why is this? And I know that uh, Father Benedict Groeschel. Uh, in one of his uh, uh, CDs, explained it this way. Uh, yes, I get this all the time. People come up to me and they grab me and say, why? Why is this happening to me? And, uh, you know, he refers to our Blessed Mother. Can you imagine our Blessed Mother at the foot of the cross uh, looking up at her son? And I'm sure she said, why? Why? But, you know, God has a plan. He loves us beyond all human comprehension. And, you know, that's difficult, Father Jason. It's difficult. So is there any, uh, can you expand on that a little bit? Uh, Yeah, well, uh, I know a lot of people, like I said, I mentioned the problem of evil a little bit ago, and I know a lot of people will leave the church after something traumatic happens um, in their life. They'll say, or if they witness something like a child who is suffering from an illness, 
you know what they'll they'll ask if god's all knowing all good um and all powerful and why would he not love this child right. and have the power, why wouldn't he help this person but we need to keep in mind the great perspective that god has um you know if you read the book of job you get a very good uh mm-hmm. um understanding of this but god's plan is so much greater than ours right and from the perspective of heaven uh we will uh understand why god allowed these different things to happen and um one thing that came to mind uh amy when you were talking was mother angelica you know her story um i can't remember all the details but i know she was she was healed miraculously was she not um she she was uh she had braces on she couldn't walk uh but then she she um she was of course on tv all the time she had her own show and she was healed do you know uh, did you ever watch mother angelica on tv amy you ever see yeah her? i didn't know that part of her story though oh yeah it's, a, it's she has a powerful story she um but she was healed of her ailment and she danced on screen wow. With oh I forget who the host of the sh- what the show was, um, but anyway she she was dancing with this host on the show and everybody saw this miracle, and so, um, but afterwards later on she kind of had re- problems she was she was uh, I think she suffered strokes and things like that and she suffered greatly she was bedridden but when she was able to get a little bit better she actually missed the suffering which you think what she oh, missed the suffering yeah. mm. she, she was bedridden she couldn't mm. but she missed the suffering because she felt like this was something god had given her to offer up for the success of ewtn so yeah yeah well amy oh. thank you so much Thanks. do you have anything else amy sorry to interrupt um no, no. Thanks for answering my question. It makes it a little bit more clear. All right. Well, Amy, thank you very much for uh, calling in. God bless you. All the best to you. And uh, so, folks, uh, we are in Straight Talk with Father Jason Signalness. Uh, we're live from uh, Queen of Peace. Uh, uh, excuse me, Queen of the Rosary. Most Holy Rosary. Yep. Sorry about that, Father Jason. And we are... Uh, in Straight Talk, we can take your call at 877-795-0122, or you can send us questions and comments on Facebook. Uh, you can remain, remain anonymous, and uh, if you have questions about uh, the sacraments, uh, even if you have any intentions you would like to pray for, please uh, please let us know. And uh, it's been it's been a great show thus far, uh, Father Jason. Uh, you, you know the interview with Ilanda uh, and uh, the the prayerfully yours and uh, the straight talk callers are, were all very very inspirational, and so uh, maybe we can get back to those uh, those readings this morning uh, a little bit. But uh, please call uh, call us at eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Yeah, uh, Amy had the question. 
redemptive suffering, you know, and it's a tough, tough subject. It's a very tough subject. But um, if I had to summarize that down a little more, I would just say God has set things up in such a way that he allows us to participate in applying the graces of his sacrifice to individual people. And we do that by offering up our sacrifices and our prayers in union with him on the cross. So he lets us cooperate with him. Uh, that's the work we're called to as Christians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Again, that number, 877-795-0122. Uh, give us a call. Uh, uh, send us a question on Facebook. And uh, if there's uh, uh, anyone in the audience uh, in our studio audience that has a question, uh, please, please, uh, we'd love to have you on the air. And, uh, uh, well, Father Jason, uh, you know, we've spent a lot of time uh, visiting, discussing redemptive, redemptive uh, suffering. We've talked uh, about the, uh, the power of the Eucharist and Eucharistic adoration. Um, uh, your experience as a priest and... Uh, your dedication to the Eucharist. Uh, can you share with us and the listening audience uh, and the studio audience here we have at uh, at the Queen of the Most Holy Rosary, could you um, share a little bit about your experience with Eucharistic adoration? Yeah, Eucharistic adoration. You know, I know a lot of people, uh, they very much want the experience of worship. Uh, they want, but they don't understand the different kinds they'll get excited they want to have music they want to have drums or fog machines or whatever well the eucharist eucharistic adoration is like the exact opposite of that you know you walk in it's dead quiet you know alanda mm-hmm. talked about she didn't even want the lights on just quiet she just wants to be um, in the presence of the eucharist uh, in silence and to a lot of people silence is they can't handle it they can't handle it. But if you get into the habit of even just a few minutes uh, going before the Blessed Sacrament, um, and this is my experience. You know, you, I, I make time each day to go before the Blessed Sacrament, sometimes exposed in the monstrance so you can see the, the host, uh, other times uh, just in the tabernacle. And there's a, there's a piece there. It's, it's familiar. Um, I don't have to worry, okay, what song are we going to do now? You know, uh, you know how as exciting is this going to be? No, it's, it's like sitting down with family. You know, you don't have to worry, okay, what are we going to do? How are we going to, how's this going to go? How exciting is it going to be? Is it going to be entertaining enough? No, it's just quiet in the presence of God. He's there. I mean, you know, you, that's the thing about the Catholic faith we have the Eucharist. Um, it's the the greatest treasure we have, and it's right here all the time. Um, yeah, you know, we have. Uh, excuse me, Father. We yes. have four minutes left for our callers to uh, call in, and that number is eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. We will take your call yet uh, this morning, and uh, uh, you know, uh, Father Jason, you were uh, describing the the Eucharist. And uh, I, I refer to Matthew Kelly's uh, uh, quote where uh, he referenced the classroom of silence. 
and how we must go into that classroom of silence often just to listen just to listen to what uh, God has to tell us and I oftentimes think about that 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 is so very true that is so very true uh, about uh, uh, the need for silence and in this world we have so many uh, electronics we have so many things that interrupts our opportunity just to be silent definitely it reminds me of an experience I had as a seminarian um, I was serving mass as a, as a seminarian out at a parish down in Missouri <clears throat> and for some reason that that Sunday Every, everybody showed up, like all the servers, electors, everybody, and we had done our prayer, and there was a few minutes of silence in the sacristy. And I was standing there thinking, oh, this is, this is nice and peaceful for a change, because usually we're scrambling, right, mm -hmm. uh, to find everybody. And the altar servers were dressed, they were sitting there, and it was silent for 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. And the altar server that was sitting there said, oh, gosh, oh, you know, she made a noise like that. And I'm like, what? what, what was, what's wrong? It's too quiet in here. <laughs> she couldn't handle it. Uh, and I thought that's just a real tragedy. Because how are you ever going to hear God who speaks, you know, in a whisper um, if you're filling your time with constant distraction and noise? Um, silence is so important. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, even adoration, sometimes there's a little bit of music or whatever, but 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 really the focus is on is on silence and just being with the lord yeah yeah you, you know I, I in visiting with some folks uh, about uh being open to the voice of god and hearing his whispers he said they tell me boy i was listening mike and i didn't hear anything and so it it's it 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 takes uh time it takes right. some silence right. and, and that is the constant advice of of people who um you know spiritual writers it's the constant advice is is discipline you you make the time and you sit there and you're in the presence of god sometimes you're going to feel like well you know i try to do an hour holy hour each morning sometimes a minute into it i'm like okay i'm distracted uh but persistence, sometimes the last minute of that hour, the Lord will cons give a little consolation or something. Um, he'll, he'll, uh, he'll make that whole hour worthwhile. Uh, you don't know, but you're not going to know. Or you're not going to receive what the Lord wants to give you if you're not there to receive it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, he will. He will. Uh, oh, and, you know, even if he doesn't, give you a consolation a feeling at the moment you're spending there in in his presence if you don't sense his presence there actually that's the most meritorious prayer you can have because you're there you don't feel like god's there with you he is you know by faith uh, that he is there in the eucharist that's something we know and you know he can console you he can reach out to you he can speak to you if he needs to but if he doesn't you stay and you do that uh, out of faith you're not getting the reward 
it's a gift, more of a gift from you to God if you sit there in silence waiting for him to respond and you don't discern his response. Uh, well, that's still meritorious prayer. In fact, it's more meritorious than if you get the reward of good feelings. Mm -hmm. and, and oftentimes, uh, <clears throat> you know, getting back to my uh, conversation I had about, uh, I, you know, I just can't hear. I, I, I'm listening, but I can't hear. Uh, we have to realize that, that God comes in whispers and whispers. And you have to listen very carefully because oftentimes it's what you want to hear and not what God is telling you. Right. So it's uh, it, it is it does take some time, but I think the most important here is, thing here, Father Jason, is that folks just take the time, take the time to sit and uh, and listen. And so we are on our next segment. Thank you for all the yeah. the callers that have. Uh, uh, that have been uh, so very in. diligent in calling in. Reminder, this segment is on at 9.30 Central Time every Monday through Friday. 